2: There's
0: nothing to fear except fear itself and Denmark. Chiellini's caper continues as Italy reaches the Euro 2020 final. Now they just need an opponent. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Wednesday, the 7th of July. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Ernie
3: And I'm Jim Campbell.
0: What a bloody game, everybody. How are we doing?
1: <laughs> good.
4: Yeah, pretty good. I-, I wouldn't have been able to say my name that quickly under normal circumstances. But you're so I mean, revved yeah. up. But because, well, partly that. Also, because I went to Wimbledon to watch the tennis yesterday afternoon. Mm. You know the ridiculous way with which the ball boys and girls retrieve the ball? Yeah. They just do this ridiculous... Re- ridiculously fast run. Yeah. I felt that's what I was doing verbally. Yeah. Oh, like, they're from... so
0: incredible, aren't they? I think they're yeah. just they're just trained from the schools around. They're not like elite ball boy athletes. They're oh, just ball... No,
4: they're definitely not. They're no. just
0: kids from the <laughs> local schools. Yeah, I think so. And then they yeah. get they go I remember watching a documentary yeah. about it once. Thinking mm. it was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> and and yes, Jim. It think... was an insight. And yes, Jim. What? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I didn't say anything.
4: I think for such an occasion tonight as England versus Denmark, which yeah. obviously we're going to get to in a minute, I think actually for both Euro semi-finals, it would have been nice to have like you know sort of ball boys, girls on their haunches, <laughs> you know, ready to
0: retrieve. Yeah. What? 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 Do you uh, not think? What? Why? Oh, as in to just well, be just quicker to get the ball back in play. Well, I, I meant more to give it a sense of occasion and mm. make it
4: a bit posh and that.
0: You well, want to make football posh? More little cars, maybe. Who's this? Yeah, guy? more
4: little cars. The, yeah.
0: The bloody sight of that, I've got to say. The sight of Doctor Felix Brich reaching down to lift the small the football out of the small tiny car. It really summoned up for me this the bizarre conflict that lives within football it's beautiful (laughs) and it's silly and it's clever and it's
3: very commercial well it's embraced silly now that memes sell things (laughs) 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 do you think they didn't intend to reintroduce it I imagine it was always part of the plan. These sort of things are always planned well in advance. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think we're probably going to see the little car tonight, aren't we? I think. I but don't think um, they'll just do it
0: for one semi-final. Exactly, That'd yeah. be very I mean, unusual.
3: Presumably, that's why
4: Spain and Italy weren't allowed to train on the Wembley pitch directly before because it was going <laughs> to yeah, have a car drive right over yeah. there.
0: Oh, because they were. Tra- oh, I thought he was just like making sure he got his turns very tight and he didn't want to oh, be maybe. intimidated by the the scale of the pitch. How bloody difficult is it to use they a remote it-
4: control car
3: in a straight line? Was it only at the
0: Stadio Olimpico that it's been?
3: I think so yeah, yeah okay
0: so it's an entirely different so it was different a long terrain. time ago
3: doesn't it like, that's the really great thing about these ago. tournaments like there's so much of them that it feels like you've, it's, it's been about six months condensed into one month and
4: there's the sense of all the travelling despite the fact that
3: very few of us have actually been anywhere yeah, it's barely moved my, my heat map doesn't leave anyone <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yes it is Italy that go through to the Euro 2020 final final score 1-1 on the night and then 4-2 on penalties couple of great goals though for the game before we got to the the trauma and delight yeah that is penalties and of course the you know the equalizer for Alvaro Morata which was a lovely team goal and and the man knows how to finish sometimes
4: yeah he does and that was I don't know could we call that a one-on-one situation because that's his least Harder favorite than that, situation wasn't it? I think a one on one situation.
3: Yeah, he doesn't like that. Too much time to think.
4: But because he was involved in the construction of it, I
3: think yeah. he was yeah. all right.
0: He did
4: he did brilliantly. I mean, that's his thing. I mean, Luis Enrique said afterwards, he's um he'd been bestial, which meant you know, <laughs> immense. Yeah. Oh, my oh God. good. Good. I know it's it's quite it's, it's quite an image, isn't it? You get from that <laughs> word. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. But yeah, I guess the image from the night really in the end is more Jorginho stepping up with his little skip and then you know Simon just falling at his feet. How do you stop that?
3: As a, as a goalkeeper, what, you what do you do the... about oh, Jorginho's... Right. I thought you
0: meant as in the rules How of
3: football. How do we stop him doing it? Yeah, No, no, I'm not, I'm not a narc. Um, I, <laughs> You're a bit. Right. No, not at all. I think he he waits for the goalkeeper, doesn't he, Jorginho? So if the goalkeeper doesn't move, will he just not kick it? Can, can you trick him that way? Hmm. It's a game of chicken, isn't it? Yeah.
0: It's the way he effectively just ended up on one knee. Yeah. Like, even more, that's almost like more prostrate than a man who'd actually been prostrated at his feet. Yeah,
3: because I guess you, as the goalkeeper, you've got to make him think you're going one way and then go the other way. But I, I imagine that when he's also doing that, it's a very difficult game of chicken.
0: Such is the inherent complexity of penalties. Indeed. <gasps> I think you really cut to the heart of the matter there, P- Thank uh, you. Pete.
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> um Yeah, I, I, this is a nightmare for, for Spain, isn't it? Because this was their hoodoo. This was their losing to Germany on penalties like com- compared to, to our own national hoodoos. And they'd overcome it. And it's come back again to haunt them. And it's just it's heartbreaking for them because they were so good. They were better than Italy. And I didn't expect to be saying that.
0: We'd say, I would say probably first half Italy better, second half Spain better, extra time Spain better.
3: Yeah, I reckon so. I think Italy were happier to play for penalties, weren't they? They, 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 they looked have, more tired. They didn't have
4: much left in the tank, I, no. know, I think. Yeah, I, I think they were happy to defend I think it, it, it is quite good to know that this Italy team can just defend Do you think the as, intensity well as, as well as of, be front
3: foot do you think the intensity of them being on the front foot is why that is because I mean that was Spain's third set of extra time and they looked fresher so I wonder if yeah. like, the, the idea of having extra time in your legs isn't actually as as damaging as people think
4: Yeah, I'm not convinced it is, especially when you can use the squad, although obviously Spain took two less than they actually had (laughs) to, which is uh, one of those things that looks weirder and weirder over time. But this Spain are so incredibly unpredictable. Like we talked about it yesterday and that performance, uh, it couldn't have been more different from the performance against Switzerland Mm. in the the quarterfinal, you know. So much more assured, wasn't it? I mean, to to, to call Spain Jekyll and Hyde, I, I don't think does them justice it's a whole series of faces mm. it, it's amazing really and um spain have got a lot to take from this tournament i thought they were great and i didn't expect them to get anywhere near this far
3: no i didn't either especially based on the on the even the group stage really the whole group stage. No. You know, they won that last game against slovakia finally but slovakia were absolutely awful and gave them gifted them a lot but yeah it's um it's interesting for spain isn't it because they're saying that you know the, one of the quotes after the game, I forget who it was from, I don't think it was Enrique, but, but it, it was said that they walked the desert for nine years and now they feel like they're back. I'm like, nine, nine oh, years. Nine. Oh, good, poor, <laughs> oh, poor you, Spain. Nine years. That's nothing. That is nothing.
0: Yeah. It was odd as well, I suppose. I think yesterday, maybe you talked about it as well. Um, Enrique said, you know, it was going to be Alvaro Morata and 10 other people, but then he didn't in fact start as this idea that yeah. they didn't want to have a recognised centre-forwards because of how Italy had dealt with that yeah. against Belgium.
4: Yeah. If uh, if if you allow them to sit defensively, they will. You know, that that, that defence is comfortable with that. I think the idea to, like, draw the defenders out towards the halfway line, I mean, maybe not quite to the halfway line, but that's how the goal worked, wasn't it? You know, yeah. uh, Morata Mar- 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 kind of walked into this space, which you don't expect to see behind Italy. So even if that, that's a chip, chip, chip away... They managed it, and they created enough chances to win the game. Spain. I, I mean, it's, yeah, they it's, really did. It's, it's the bit where the statistics lie to you a little bit because you know the statistics will tell you Italy got more shots on target, but Spain did have the better chances. Yeah, and Oyasabel in particular missed a couple of really, really good ones. Was it? The...
0: A, I mean, it was. Was it more like four?
4: It was a few, wasn't I, it? Yeah, yeah. I, I
0: feel as though he, uh, Lisa Enrique, making a decision on the night that was. That worked, but ultimately he didn't manage to convert those chances, yeah. and 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 that is one of the reasons, of course, that they were knocked out. We would say probably Spain on the balance of that game was a better side, but Italy go through the better side on the balance of the tournament.
3: Yeah, it's funny isn't it? Because Spain just refused to be beaten, right? You know, right the way up to a penalty shootout, and it's almost like Italy just kind of took that from them. You know, it's like they took that mantle of just refusing to go out and took that mm. like, like quite vampiric. In a way, isn't it? They just took that doggedness, and no, they they were just they were just not having it. I think a lot has been made of Chiellini and Geordie Alba before the penalty shootout, <laughs> I was about and to like
4: say. quite bloody rightly as you know, well. It,
3: it, it's absolutely unbelievable psych out from Chiellini. You will ne- you will not convince me that's not deliberate and not. I mean, you know, I, v- pointed.
0: Clearly, it was so. For anyone who didn't see it, he just Chiellini just did the sort of big man, little man kind of social construction thing, didn't he? That thing of like. Oh, but I'm was, dominating the space. he was laughing, I'm dominating though, Joking you. and... So, yeah, someone I can't remember, and, I, and forgive me if if you're listening, uh, said that the thing about Chiellini is he does this whole, you know, the smile that boxers yeah. do when they're at the weigh-in, where it's like manic. And yeah. It's, it's, you know, I'm... It
3: was 100% that. I'm, I'm enjoying smiling. this. I cannot wait to get punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> what have you got for that? Because yeah. I'm going to enjoy what you've got.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And it just... Yeah, I guess Jordi Alba didn't know what to do with it
2: socially. Also,
4: he looked as if he was giving continuous hugs to another man who definitely didn't want to be hugged. But Alba was smiling uh, that, as well.
2: well it's it, certainly at first. Was he smiling or was it, he grimacing? Yeah. Was, was it, was <laughs> it and what like... about
4: the bit where um, Rio Ferdinand goes, he's actually punched him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did give him a little punch in the chops. I mean, I would have loved it if Alba had gone down holding his cheek at that point yeah. or his shoulder that would have been that that would have been fantastic that would have elevated it it
0: wasn't really a like Andy says it wasn't really a smile it was more like the sort of I'm just going to back away now
4: yeah Jordi Alba's very tense generally at what point does he like lose sight of the fact that Chiellini's like half a foot taller than him and Mm. just says Right, I'm, I'm Michael Douglas in Falling Down. I'm not having this.
0: <laughs> but he looked on the edge. Yes, they both yeah. looked on the edge, just different kinds of edges.
3: Yeah, yeah. Didn't they? absolutely. I mean, it's the, the, the confidence of Chiellini, even if it is a psych out, to sort of go into a shootout like that and bring that energy to it, is, is, it your team have got to look at that and feel confident. It's funny as well, with Locatelli missing the first penalty, because we've seen this a lot, the team, the team will miss their first penalty and go on to win the shootout. Mm. It's really, really interesting how that works.
4: Uh, do You know, the Danny Olmo penalty has made me look differently at the way I see penalties, completely. Because I've always thought, mm. penalty, top corner, connect nicely, keepers never saving it if it's in the top yeah. corner. But enough penalties have gone over the top yeah. in this tournament that it's made me rethink it. It's like obviously, uh, well, hopefully I'm not going to be invited to take a penalty yeah. sometime between the hour of your... <laughs> You've got to, to decide though, Andy, it, just in case you make are. Your mind up. make sure just you make know your what you're going
3: to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to go low and hard and do I turn into Morata. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, this is it, isn't it? Low, low and hard, I have exactly the same thought, but low and hard in a corner yeah. as hard as you can. But then if you get it, the margin for error is quite large, isn't it? Either I way. I sometimes so.
0: feel like going down the middle, again, it's that thing if you can get the goalkeeper to move. But yesterday yeah. with the, easy to be wise after the fact obviously but with yeah. Danny just as he was taking it I was like over top left I think went top right actually but you know what I mean like it just looked like he was I don't know he just both of them just didn't look like they were settled before yeah. their penalties no they I'm
3: didn't happy for Benucci to sort of uh, get that monkey off his back as well Benucci says the,
0: uh, it was the hardest game I've ever played in my life yeah
3: and that's Benucci such, such a lovely bloke I'm always
4: I'm always pulling for him carry on <laughs> <laughs> well I think everyone knows why he's not a lovely bloke so uh, <laughs> I don't think we really need to go over it again.
0: No, sorry, that was a bit mean. Uh, yes, it was. It was an incredible game to watch, and the, I mean, actually, we've we've just been to look back over Euro 2020. We've just been so lucky, and I know we said this a few times, but the intensity that we've managed to that these teams have managed to produce mm. after the seasons that they've all pretty much without fail had. Do
3: you mean Alvaro Morata, <laughs> the world's most emo man?
0: Do you think he is emo? Yeah. It's what, what, just like he
3: is. I've said it before, but he is a, a sort of gothic psychodrama, isn't he? And I really feel for him. It's like it's the, the, this game was really his tournament in microcosm. I feel like he he does he gets a lot of criticism, a lot of harsh criticism, of course. Then he will do something to prove the doubters wrong, and then very shortly after something else will happen that gets everyone on his back again. And that is, you know, that is unfortunately the nature of. of, of Kind of mob mentalities in some way, and he he shouldn't have to put up with this this stuff he ha, he has put up with. He
4: needs to be but, more Jorginho well, yeah. he's, he's taken a lot of criticism and just like, blocks it all out.
3: But just in 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 almost the you know the bullet points of of Marata's tournament, it's been that pattern has repeated itself over and over, yeah. and it's, it's such a shame. I was desperate for him to score.
0: You really were. It really was conveyed by the capital letters that you <laughs> deployed. <laughs> yeah. no I thought it was quite sweet, guys. We've actually weirdly we've dwelt on Spain quite a lot more than I thought we would. We haven't actually talked so much about Italy in that in the last whatever it's been ten few ten minutes. What's, yeah, and uh, we
4: haven't even got to Pedro yet, who's one of the players mm. of the yeah. tournament. So, Amazing. It was incredible to hear Luis Enrique say after, afterwards what I saw from him this tournament, what he's done. I, I, I've not even seen that from Andres Iniesta. I mean, that's a pretty
3: big compliment. Assisting an own goal from the halfway line. Pretty, yeah. Uh, pretty spectacular. Naughty Iniesta wouldn't even dream of it.
0: Wait, wasn't that that was attributed to him for start to start? With, it, wasn't wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. it was, wasn't it? Yeah. It's given to Simon. Yeah. Classic behavior. Yeah. There's debate about whether he completed. Fifty-five out of fifty-five passes, or actually fifty-five out of fifty-six. But either way, I mean, the, man, the man's done well.
3: Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's pretty amazing to complete every pass.
0: And um, what about what Jorginho then? And um, to talk to to go back to Italy, who are let's not forget the victors yes. here. Yes, um, he has seemed to be pulling the strings on this Italian team. Roberto Mancini has obviously put him in charge. Effectively, it feels yeah. like in that in and, that Italy team. Yeah, I think
4: sometimes we can look at Giorgio quite understandably from the. Premier League perspective and he's been like a very divisive player mm. since he's joined Chelsea but it's, it's different in Italy he's felt for the long for a long time like the key to something and the fact that pre-Mancini Gian Piero Ventura didn't use him was highly controversial and blew up in their faces because they didn't make the 2018 World Cup so that sense that you need that player a bit like in a different way a, a bit like the way that Busquets has brought more focus and purpose to Spain. I think the feeling is, like maybe people who watch Italy more casually feel Verratti should be that player who's obviously hugely talented but intrinsically unreliable from fitness and a disciplinary perspective. Jorginho, on the other hand, mm. is that guy to pull it all together.
0: So people, who is it who says he should win the Ballon d'Or? Lorenzo Insigne, what do you reckon? Yeah, all right.
3: I just sort of want... <laughs>
0: Wow. A- apart from winning <laughs> the Euros. I'm, I'm,
3: I'm very open to everything. Apart from today. winning the Euros, I just want Insignia to have everything he wants.
0: Okay. So you're backing him? Yeah. He's yeah. A why champion, not? You know, he's a Champions League winner. He's going to yeah. probably, let's face it, win the Euros. No, Kate. England are going to win the Euros. <laughs> Someone else is <laughs> to be saying that. Um, but yeah, he has it. And I suppose perhaps he's, like you say, it's about they've, how they've got the mentality as a team. What Mancini has created as well, and this Buying sense of destiny. Everyone.
4: That's that the weird thing about Italy getting to the final. Mm. A lot of the things that work for them, like they have played globally the best football in this in this tournament so far. But actually, there's there's a lot of shared characteristics I think between them and England, Ooh. like like the the, the the practicality, the fact that they've got a coach who's like. A, Shining beacon of leadership in so many yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah. The fact that everyone feels implicated—that's yeah. why it's so difficult to choose a. I know I'm skipping the second part. Here. <laughs> it's why if England were to get to the final, it's so difficult to choose a winner. Do you just want to clip that and you can play it again tomorrow? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was a bit of terrifying confidence that that just escaped Andy Brassle there. So yeah, Sorry. It, It's it's all right. I blocked it out. Uh, Italy have now reached their 10th major tournament final, progressing to the final of the Euros for the fourth time. They've scored 12 goals. That's their joint highest total at a major tournament. They're looking good in many ways. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's get to a break now and then we'll come back and we'll build up to what people are calling the second semi semi-final.
1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, Luke, what's up? My friend Kate (laughs) has invited us to watch the final this week. Thanks, Leo. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the
0: Football Ramble. Me, Jim, Annie Brussel, and Leo in your ears. (laughs) This fair day. And now it's time for a few of these. That's sensible to take the tempo down a bit today yeah. I think
3: yeah absolutely it's a nice I feel like we're tension. all in our smoking jackets now and all yeah. just a bit chilled out we've got an email from Andrew Connolly here thinking about how much better this Euros has been compared to 2016 I suddenly remember, remembered my oddest Euros related experience which I would like to share before the tournament is over all right. the week before Halloween 2016 I found myself in a communist themed gay night club called Manifesto up in Belfast hmm. it being just before Halloween it was a costume night so along with very red mood lighting and okayish wall paintings of Lenin there were people dressed as ghosts, vampires and one really elaborate Shiva costume complete with blue body paint and several foam arms that backed into doorways. As you can imagine, Euro 2016 was far from my thoughts. That is, until Freed from Desire by Gala came on. Suddenly, I was no longer among ghouls and some very scantily clad bees, but in the terraces as everyone raised their arms, both real and fake, to the (laughs) heavens to greet the cool night with the most impassioned rendition of Will Grigg's name I've ever experienced. Maybe we missed out on the fan-specific memories of that song or the Viking clap from Ice last time, but it can't match the finest members of Belfast LGBT community turning into the Green and White Army in mere moments. Anyway, Denmark to win on pens.
0: <laughs> I was getting to like him. Right up until the end bit. In the name of balance, uh, we've got an
4: email here from uh, Thomas Scar- Ostergaard. Um, from I think Wilsden Green <laughs> uh, what's your take on the lack of Danish fans in the semis it seems ridiculously sad to me we don't want to be forced into the Viking longships again but if that's the only way to invade you guys oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe this is a Danish tabloid
3: humour
0: oh yes. <laughs> right okay. I
3: expect that there would there will probably be more of a mix of fans um, than we're led to believe it always seems to be the way doesn't it Well, I think... fans always get in fans yeah, well, always find a way well if... I think the thing is at the moment,
4: obviously, there doesn't seem to be a workaround of that. But London is... There's a lot of Danish people here. Yeah, full of Well,
0: you could see it last night as from, well, couldn't yeah, you, you? know loads what of different f- countries. And it was... There were pl- ton, tons of Spanish fans, tons of Italian fans. Yes. And I think, I suppose, similar as well to uh, the England game against Ukraine that was in Rome, um, people, like expats, made journeys to try mm. and get in and, and got tickets and i know people danish people who live in who live in london who are yeah. going to be able to be there so there was quite a i guess a different fan culture but still people like taking on the mantle they're like we need to be there we need to represent i think that's quite lovely yeah in some ways although obviously really sad for for your traditional traveling fans who have committed to supporting their team for who knows how yeah. many years
4: yeah i mean it does make me think a of, bit of steve mcqueen in the great escape although i'm Understand that I'm oh not meant to talk say. about the... Uh,
0: Why have you brought that in? <laughs>
3: I'm not meant to talk about the England <laughs> band, am I? No.
0: What are you doing? <laughs> Presumably they will be back tonight.
3: Probably, yeah. Are you excited? You'll be there. you would be looking forward to being sat right behind them? Uh, or in front of them? Would you enjoy that?
0: Um... I'd be worried from a COVID perspective, given <laughs> <laughs> how poppy they are. And also, you know, traditionally with brass instruments in orchestras now, they've got a like a screen to prevent your ears from getting tinnitus. Because yes. mm. that's what happens to a lot of the string players in, in orchestras. So, yeah, I guess I could ask to move on that basis. On those grounds. But, you know, I like enthusiasm, generally speaking. And I suppose they represent that. Keep, R- your come- <laughs> Keep your
2: emails
0: coming in. Keep your emails coming in. Show it for I felt a bit bad how Pete hammered them so much last time we were on. But anyway, show it for my I completely understand. Show like for a, for a prone ramble. timpani. <laughs> show it for ramble.com. Tweet us at football ramble. Right. Uh let's talk about England against Denmark tonight then. Eight o'clock kickoff at Wembley. Look. When we sat here before the Ukraine game, and when we sat here before all of the games that England have been playing in, you know, I've b- mainly been an absolutely nervous wreck, and I apologise for that, everybody. But when we sat here before Ukraine specifically, Jim, I remember you saying to me, you know, what what are the problems here? Like, what what's Ukraine going to do that's going to make it difficult for England? Mm. And I sort of, we were kind of scrabbling around for things. You know, we knew... There were some players in the Ukraine team that we knew well enough from playing, you know, Zinchenko from playing in the playing in the Premier League, but we couldn't honestly really find that many problems. And as it turned out, you know, it was like, is this because we're just arrogant England fans and we're being dicks? No, as it turned out, it was a 4-0 win as Andy then Completely slated them the following day. You know they were the worst. He felt they were the worst third place team. Yeah, I said that before as well. Did you? Well done. Yes, Turkey. Anyway, the thing
2: is,
0: (laughs) we we, um, here with Denmark. That's not the case at all. This is a this is a a team with not only a kind of guiding force, the Christian Eriksen incident at the very start of the tournament, but also a hell of a lot of good players, a well drilled. Um, set up. If we look at their route to the final, for example, you know they they've got a four nil win in there as well in the yeah. round of round of sixteen. Beat Wales four nil. They had a good, solid victory against the Czech Republic. They obviously knocked Russia out of the group four uh, one. And before that, we know they gave Belgium a good game, even yeah. even off yeah. the back of the trauma that they'd suffered previously in the one nil defeat. They're Finland. a very very
3: good team, and I think as as well, it's it's tempting to look at. Um, look at the name rather than the circumstances of, um, of the tournament, because you would think going into this, if England faced Denmark in a, in a semi-final, they'd be really, really happy with that. But the, 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 the fact of the matter is you're facing other semi-finalists in the Euros. They're here absolutely on merit. They're a very, very good team. I think they're going to be the toughest test England have faced yet. And I would include Germany in that. Um, yeah, I, th- I think they, that organisation might be a problem for England because it's, it's a similar approach it's its details it's 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 no nonsense it's all very very sturdy and 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 dare I say safe and i don't mean that to to to, uh, to be a, a negative for either england no, or denmark no, 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 no. Uh, and i i i i'm intrigued actually to see how southgate's going to line up i wonder if he'll go with a back 3 again or yeah. a back 5 because um it's it's not a time to take risks, is it? I think we, we we'd all be happy to see sort of conservative England tonight as much as, as as much as I'm sure no Grealish will be trending um later on Twitter. I think it's it is a, it's a sensible thing to take Denmark very, very seriously.
0: Do you want to see some risks, Brass?
4: No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. I I think this is maybe a game with with one goal in it. And um I'm I'm fine with that. To be, mm. to be perfectly honest, like Jim says, I think you know. Of, of course, the Christian Eriksen thing is a is a huge shadow over the the, the whole tournament. But I, I don't think you can judge Denmark's first couple of games because of that reason. You know that th- they were just something that no other team really has had to mm. to 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 put up with. Um, but in the end, that third game um, in Copenhagen against Russia, it seemed to be a huge release of tension it made a massive difference and they played well in that um they won well and from there i mean they've kind of gone back to the basics of what makes them good in the first place Mm. the 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 fact that they have got this really reliable spine from goalkeeper to central defense to midfield and then they've got a little bit more up front than i thought they would have Mm. because if before the tournament i could be sold on denmark on a number of levels but I just thought, who is going to score the goals for them? That that was my thought before the start, because Martin Brathwaite's had quite a peripatetic season with Barcelona. Um, you look at Kasper Dolberg, who has got loads of talent, but has never quite put it together on a consistent basis, and certainly not last season at Nice. Mm. But I think you look at the combination of the the freshness and the fact that Dolberg's in his Milan Baris zone at the moment, if yeah. we, we're, we're talking about the Euros. And he suddenly is the guy who can score goals for them. So, you know, maybe that gives them a little extra something. So, also, three
0: goals from him. So, three goals for from him from Dolberg so far. And as well, also Joachim Mähler, wing back. Mm. Great. He's, is it two? He scored two. As, um, assist yeah. of the and
4: tournament as well. For, assist the tournament. For, for, for Dolberg in the last game. Yeah. yeah. he's yeah. He's been
0: pretty, I feel like he's been pretty instrumental as well. I know you were slating Atalanta earlier, but. Um,
4: yeah, of course. <laughs> I was just about to say, you look the second coolest person in that English, English shirt after Dominic Calvert-Lewin. But maybe I won't now. Oh, I, <laughs> know I
3: still
0: you take won't. it. I still
3: take <laughs> you it. You can't. He's not giving it to you. I oh. <laughs> don't know how that works, actually. <laughs> Sorry, but Jim. Yeah. I was going to say that because Denmark's system works so well, they're sharing the goals around, aren't they? Effectively. And it's that, it, that mm. it, because they all know their jobs. They know they're going to get opportunities if they stick to them. And that's why they haven't you know, been reliable on on a talisman.
4: Well that's the thing. I think if you go back to that Belgium game, that second game, and of course it is difficult to separate from the emotion. And really it was Belgium who were blown away by that and the opening half of that. I don't think, as I said before, I don't think any opposition team would have coped with that atmosphere in Copenhagen and Denmark being that site from the beginning. But like you said, they had loads of that game. They had loads more chances than than Belgium. But couldn't tuck them away. Yeah. And at, at that point, that thing you thought before the tournament about where the goal's coming from, you, you, you're thinking it even more. But they have found a way to to sort that. Like you said, against against Wales, they were super efficient. There's mm. no way they were four goals better in that game. But they found the way to just knock them off at the right time, to, to ride out the difficult
0: bits and then be ruthless in the final part of the game. You remember, of course, that England lost to like 1-0 in the Nations League. yes. Leave.
3: Nine man England by the end Nine of it. Nine man England. Yeah, those time two. Ago, I know, it. I had completely well, it was two yellows, that, wasn't it, for yeah. Maguire and, Maguire and, Reece and Reece James, James got, got red in like the ninety third minute or something. Well, I
0: feel as though England don't have a disciplinary issue to deal with anymore.
3: No, and I think you know it's interesting that they've had those. Those two games against Denmark in the autumn because Gareth Southgate said it was it was a difficult time for them. none of them were enjoying it because they couldn't they couldn't even sit together in, in training and yeah. the, you know it was the first time he'd had where you know the mood had shifted a little bit and it was it was kind of an interesting thing from his perspective so even that even southgate's even been very very sort of philosophical and and, and measured about. The one time we've had so far where it looked like the press might be photoshopping images of him as a vegetable to put on the back page and all, all that sort of crap that comes with being an England manager. So yeah. they're even, they're ready for, for this. So
4: I think that's it. That like, when you go back and rewatch that game and you're like,
3: God, do inter-
4: you? International football, <laughs> well, for research purposes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, like international football in an empty stadium, in an oh, empty Wembley. Look it's at the, the Copper America. Saddest...
3: Feels weird. It's sad. Yeah. It's really sad. It's worse than club football for some reason, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I, I think that's it. International football and FA Cup football with no fans is just so like a dry. level below. It's is, is terrible. It's like an and insult
0: think, to everybody, basically.
4: Yeah, and I think particularly when you talked about like Southgate capturing a, a feeling as he seems to be recapturing mm. at, at the moment, when you go back to how England kept that sort of uppish mood from the 2018 World Cup... The Nations League, the First Nations League, was absolutely integral in that. Mm. You you think of the the atmosphere around, I I went to both the Spain game and the Croatia game in the second part of 2018, and how they kept that positive feeling going. And the atmosphere has been like, like, no England games I've been to, really. It it was something really special. And I think that shows you what a, positive curve England have been on under Southgate you know you just the sense you get from people the feeling around Wembley Mm. that's where the worm turned for France actually if we're going back all the way before um Euro 2016 yeah and you do gradually build towards tournaments and it's, it's like you know you look with the um, you know, with England reaching the semi-final um, in 2018 and again now, and three you know,
0: straight semi-finals. Let's not forget,
4: yeah, as Marcus pointed out, e- exactly uh, the Jose Mourinho of the ramble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and like you, you know, I, I think you do build up to that. So you look at Germany building up to 2014, a couple of near misses, and then they got there. You look at France building up to 2018, near miss, and then they got there. And I think you need to not just build the team, but create that feeling. Mm behind the team and that's
3: definitely the sense now. of belonging isn't that, it? That,
0: that's what that's what
4: makes yeah. me
3: feel
0: confident about them. what is he saying he's
4: saying what are you saying because th- the thing is <laughs> the the negative way of looking at this would be you know and the, the way say that people outside england are looking at this is england have a golden chance this is a golden yeah. chance and then you get that feeling of oh my god I, you know it has to happen it has to happen I don't think Southgate and the players no, are thinking. That. I don't think that. I don't think they're thinking that at all. I think they're thinking it's a continuation of this good feeling that we've been building for a long time, and we mm. feel good about that. And I, I, I think that's well, they're
3: doing the thing. work, aren't they? You, you've, you know, you you get out what you put in, and I think England are, are yeah. doing doing everything they can to to maximise their 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 ability and. On that, what are we expecting for them from them tonight on the pitch? Well, I was just going to do... say,
0: sorry, the FA have gone the extra mile for England as well. They brought in some Mr. Whippy vans to keep a good, right. Im- good, you know, good vibes around Ice St George's cream. Park. But I'm just thinking,
3: invented by Margaret Thatcher, I believe, or she had a, She had it. a role in Mr. Whippy van. She had a role in Mr. Whippy being created. That possibly that's why she wanted all the milk. I don't know, but um, <laughs> she was, <laughs>
0: but,
3: she was involved.
0: But I think you know when you're on holiday, people say don't eat. The equivalent of Mr. Whippy because you might get you know you really? get a food poisoning. Well, because you know it's not. Is that right? So don't do me like that. The the holidays know. sound
4: like fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like to go to the deepest, darkest depths of the Amazon. <laughs> um, yeah. What are you expecting? What were you saying, Jim?
3: So yeah, what are we what are we expecting from England on, on, on the pitch? Are we, is it going to be more like it was against Ukraine, or is it going to be a little bit more like, like we like saw like earlier in was, the tournament? UK, yeah, no, Ukraine, I don't think it will yeah, be either. Well, I think like, I think people might be expecting now that England have scored four or nah, well, six goals in two games and thinking perhaps, that, you know, the floodgates are opened a little bit. And we are going to be a bit more free scoring. I don't think no, because they'll approach it like in that. in
0: qualifying and the floodgates were open, you know, we scored loads and loads of goals. The point about England and, and the containment that got us out, the point is, is he's is he's equipping his team for each game.
3: Yes. Like a yeah. proper
0: bloody manager. Yeah. <laughs> so uh,
3: Maybe there'll be a, again, as there was against Ukraine, to be fair, a real focus on set pieces
0: because mm. that was
3: so so crucial
0: okay
4: yeah I think that's I think that's super important but Denmark will defend them better than you well might. quite yes I I think that is the thing yeah you just have to be prepared for the long haul and trust the process man indeed indeed
0: some England fans have wanted to put up a statue of Gareth Southgate and Crawley already which yeah, I think is probably enough. about right isn't it yeah, get, let's get some statues up let's get one in the studio shall we definitely send us a statue of <laughs> Gareth Southgate that you've whittled yourself show up no that's not going to work so look it up on the website we've if got a email tr-
3: us a statue <laughs>
0: apparently Gareth Southgate also on Corley went to school with Chico,
4: yes, who you thought was Chico Flores. I did get yes. a bit
0: confused, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they... I was like, Swansea, you know, who played for Swansea? Why no. is that relevant?
3: <laughs> ch- ch- the, ch- who the Chico tore up the who Catar played Stars for Swansea, yeah, the guy who played for Swansea, who Sam Allardyce laughed at that time. It's yeah. not the same Chico. Chico was on the X Factor, he had a song called It's Chico Time. He's now redone a version called It's England Time. He did it on Loose Women the other day, right? And he tried to get. I don't know the actor's name, but Pat Butcher. He tried to get Pat Butcher to sing along with it, and she didn't know the words. It was magnificent.
0: (laughs) Absolutely <laughs> Why is it not it's England's time? Why is it it's England time?
3: You'd have to ask Chico <laughs> and I'm sure the answer would be confusing.
0: Chico? But used Chico to play right with in. Gareth.
3: He used to play in a, in a youth team with Gareth Southgate.
0: It seems to me... Uh, not like a youth they're... team, sorry to interrupt, a school team. A school team. Which is very different, isn't it? Because a youth team suggests, yeah, yeah, suggests training whereas a, a school team level, is yeah. just like you can be picked last but you're still in the team. A, to me, it seems like they're
4: Building towards trying to get Gareth Southgate to commit to doing some sort of dance when England win the trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just let him enjoy it. Yeah, I, don't, don't make him do a
0: dance. Yeah, Claspis Michael, long-time resident of these Isles, but doesn't seem to matter, does it? No. Um, asked what it would mean to to knock England out or stop it coming. Home. It was a bit of a. I don't know who the journalist was, and I suppose you have got to ask these questions to to get do things. You. Do you? I don't know. I guess they wanted the clip ultimately, and now look, look what we've done. We've, we've, yeah. we've given, we've stoked the fire. Anyway, he says it's never come home before because, yes, let's face it, we've never won a Euros.
3: No, no, we've not. But, yeah. um, we've never
0: yet. It's quite
3: an imposing, Euros. quite an imposing figure from twelve yards. I'd imagine Casper Schmeichel. <laughs> I'm a little concerned about. They that, not, would they not? have they not? Been
0: on Zoom? I oh,
3: know. Was he in the room? I'm talking about penalties.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the press conference. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Take him off full screen. Take him off
1: full
0: screen. I'm so intimidated. Escape. Escape. I'm gonna turn off my camera. Uh, yes, a very important. Yeah, but as we all know, if it goes to penalties, England win. So that's not a worry at all. Exactly. And anyway, although I guess uh, Denmark might think the same thing because humans the boss, he's got a lucky black jumper with a hole in the mm. in the uh, in the. In the armpit.
3: Well, what can you, I mean, you've got your lucky England shirt on, though, haven't you? So no, I
0: haven't. Why have you done that? Yes. So problem. Um, bought an England shirt, awake it, Liked it. Thought now's the time. But my lucky England top that I actually wore to the Croatia game is just a, like one of those semi shitty like white T shirts with a crest on it. Right.
3: So so you've upgraded. You've upgraded. It's all going yeah, to be fine. But if it's
0: lucky, you've got. To. I mean, humans not like. Oh, I'm going to wear a, a jumper that hasn't got a hole in it today because yeah. it's an upgrade. Is he? He's going to wear. He's gonna wear the lucky one.
3: I guess we'll see. Hopefully, Southgate will pick his lucky players. Yeah, you can't
4: can't (laughs) apply group stage principles to the knockout stage. No, it resets, doesn't it? Resets. Yeah, Yeah,
3: totally. Um, So, I mean, genuinely though, on extra time and penalties, it's something both both managers will be thinking about. Yeah. How would you... I mean, what... Can, <laughs> can no, no, I'm not. I'm collapsing the thought of it.
4: So, so like, basically, you've decided to make us uncomfortable by yeah. bringing in the concept of extra time and penalties, no, no, which there's no reason to do. And you've made yourself so uncomfortable that you uh, can't get I would actually pregnancy. say. Yeah. I
0: would actually say the uncomfortableness started for me when you started talking about the amazing... Vibes in the England camp, and how you know this was the sort of team that other people might believe would actually go all the way. So, mm. don't blame Jim for that fully. Uh, <laughs> I don't feel uncomfortable <laughs> about extra time and penalties, apart from the fact that <sighs> it would mean that we haven't already, you know, managed mm. to get a result. But, you know, like Billie Jean King and Serena Williams say, pressure is a privilege, yes. And, uh, you know, the pressure of extra time is the privilege that you haven't already been knocked out of the Euros,
3: absolutely, absolutely. And I, mean, I, it-
0: and I sincerely believe. Uh, yeah clip it out I sincerely believe that if it goes if it has to go to penalties England will win
3: I do think there is something to be said for the fact that England tend to do better in penalty shootouts against teams they don't have an inferiority complex against yeah, and I, I would count Denmark in but a there.
0: Bit, but just looking at the penalty takers assuming no one's yeah. going to pick Henderson to do that again <laughs> because we you know he's tried yeah. it he keeps trying it he needs to stop trying it um lovely that he got his goal obviously he's now got a goal he doesn't need to take any
3: more penalties yeah uh, anything yeah. else we need to curse is there anything <laughs> anything we've missed no so what do you, it sounds like you've got a theory no I just wonder if because Denmark are so organized and so measured and level-headed in the same way that England are I think both will be very well prepared so it's it's hard to call yeah. how that would go
0: look like Gareth Southgate says it's exciting it they're is. not on about the pressure. It's great. They're about the his- They're about the opportunity to make history, yeah. not the being crushed by the history, by what they've seen in the past.
3: Look, everyone's a little bit nervous and excited at the same yeah. time, but lean into the excitement. This is why we love football, isn't it? It was England in a semi-final with the Euros at Wembley. It's so exciting. It's a chance to just like, it's already history, you know, yeah. like this doesn't come along much, but yeah. it's a chance to do something that you will never, ever forget. Something that as a football fan will define your life. So let's just enjoy this as much as it's, it's allowed. I, and think, just I think Jim said, right, enjoy Jim. the day. Absolutely Don't worry right. too
4: much about the past or the future. Yeah. Just enjoy
0: tonight. It's Chico. No. <laughs> <laughs> does sound like the sort of thing you
3: can imagine Chico whispering, doesn't it? That sort of thing. <laughs> With a-, a dance, though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're absolutely right, Jim. That's exactly what to remember. Um, guys, if you've got a bit of nervous energy on you at the moment and you're enjoying the show, get over to our review section on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And and if you could give us five stars, we would absolutely love that. It basically just helps helps algorithms, helps yeah. new listeners find the show. Um, We're
4: not claiming we can predict the future, but if you give the show five stars, England will definitely win the Euro. <laughs>
0: yes, Andy Brassel. There you go this is what we want you can't
3: argue with that a
0: combination of absurd attempts to you know do luck and also rational debate that's what you come to the ramble for isn't exactly. it exactly you've summoned that up absolutely beautifully and you're back tomorrow Andy Brass so potentially am... for your second second EZ yeah yeah Yeah. Potentially.
4: I, feel, I feel good about it because the first time I was nervous about the time you that were. was my nervous bit of the you tournament were. Yeah. but now I've got that out of the you way you delivered Anything is possible. Everything is possible.
0: Damn right. Marcus and Pete will be in your ears, guys. Look, as Jim says, just bloody enjoy tonight. We had an incredible semi-final last night. If it can be even... I mean, actually, as discussed, I don't really care if it's good or not. <laughs> 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 win. We've, we've, had, we've had an incredible Euro's and by we, I mean all of the teams in this bloody Euros. It's been one of the best I can, yeah, I can it's been remember. Been and, been great. and, you know, that's the thing to get behind. So, yeah, enjoy tonight. Come on, England. We'll see you next time.
2: The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.